moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. afternoon and welcome back to More Moss to the People. This is Asa Nilsson. I am your host and this is the second interview with the fabulous and famous-to-be Lisa Lynch. Welcome, Lisa. How are you today? Having me and I am doing great. Oh, good. Oh, thank you so much. I have been waiting for this moment for so long. You know, you were the first person that I had contacted and asked to be on my podcast when I finally officially decided I was going to start a podcast. And you have just moved. You've had a lot of relocation stuff going on. So it's taken a little bit of time. But of course, you are worth the wait. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Um, I've told you the, the idea, the premise of More Moss to the People, the whole movement is to interview cool people that have chosen to do something different with their lives, chosen to jump out of the rat race, um, opted to take care of themselves first. And that's a very admirable person to me because I see people, I watch people, I've done it my whole life, and I love learning from others. And even though I live very far away from you now, I live in Sweden and I've known you for years and years and years, uh, back in Huntersville, North Carolina. But I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell me what what you're what you think you're doing in the world right now, and who are you? Okay, hi everybody, <laughs> and uh, thank you for having me. I love the concept of more moss to the people, and I love that picture of you lying in the moss because. I'm like, I'm lying in the sand. So <laughs> like you, I love nature. It revives me. And I'm so happy that now that we've moved into our new home, I'm a 20 minute ride away to the ocean, which mm -hmm. is my happy place. But it was, uh, as you alluded, a long journey to get here. And uh, sometimes I have to pinch myself that I had the courage to do it. Um, I'm happy that I had the support to do it. And uh, I'm just delighted to be here and finally feeling 
um, where every day I wake up and I'm just uplifted and I'm happy and I'm optimistic and I'm just looking forward to the next day. It's, it's just such a wonderful feeling. Mm. And you know, the optimism, right? The, the underlying feeling of optimism in your own heart when you wake up in the morning, like you said already, when we first started talking before I hit record, was that you get to sit and get to look out at the water that's behind your home every day. And I, that is what a beautiful visual for you to be able to now, I saw today that uh, you are 60 years of age. Yes, you have celebrated the big six. Oh, my girl. Awesome. (laughs) And, you know, the the past of how we've gotten to this point, um, we're going to go back a little bit. You and I met, uh, like I said, in Huntersville, North Carolina. We lived in the same neighborhood Mm -hmm. and uh, you and i we were we were running in the same circles having a great time we both have opted not to have children we do not have any kids and both have cats and uh, wonderful yeah. husbands that we love very much yeah. and when i met you you were working inside of the corporate world mm-hmm. would you mind sharing a little bit about where you were then and how you've kind of transitioned into where you are today sure so Uh, I'll go back even a little bit further just for some background. I have been working since the age of 16 Mm. full-time. If I wasn't in school, I was working full-time. And uh, that takes a cumulative um, effect on people, right? Mm -hmm. So I got through school. I was the first one in my family to go to college. I got out of college. I got a job in the corporate world, and then I just went from job to job to job, and never mm-hmm. a break, never you know stopping in between. And it by the time I was in North Carolina, and, you know, I was still happy because I was with really good companies. I had great teams around me. I was um, with people that I really enjoyed, and I was learning, still learning a lot, mm-hmm. even at that stage in my career, and. You learn a lot about yourself um, when you're kind of in that mid-career part of what energizes you. Mm. And for me, it was learning is a big part of who I am. I I like new experiences, learning new things. And so I was still doing that even uh, in that um, mid to late part of my career. So I was still a happy camper. And it was um, got to the point where that burnout started to catch up all, you know, working all those decades without any breaks at all. And then I, my job took a turn and I started, um, it was like the same day every day and I wasn't getting those new experiences. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's when um, I started to think, okay, I need a change. I just don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's astonishing to me now where I am to look back and say, what took you so long, Lisa? What, <laughs> what is wrong with you, girl? No, 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 not, not yes, wrong. It uh-uh. took a long time to figure out that the things that, that fill me um, were mm. missing and I needed to, to make a change. Mm. And uh, I know there are a lot of other people that have kind of that defining moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, I ended up going to the emergency room in 2015 for the first time in my life. I was having shortness of breath and uh, I found out that I had heart failure and my heart function had dropped to about 15 to 20%. And it was, um, I had had breast cancer five years prior. 
prior. Yes. And as it turns out, one of the chemo drugs that killed the cancer, yay, yeah. um, also damaged my heart muscle. So uh, this was a revelation. And, and you had no uh, idea. You had no inkling no idea. for five yeah. years that this five was a problem later, with your heart. Okay. Boom. Yes. Oh and then I really started to realize that the stress that I was feeling mm -hmm. at work was much more impactful from that point on. And mm -hmm. I was much more susceptible to it. So that's the point where I start, said, I need to accelerate my exit plan mm -hmm. <laughs> from uh, corporate America, from the stress of corporate America. And I'm fortunate that I have a husband who was willing to work with me and, and talk yeah. about that. So whereas the original plan I had um, was you know, the standard work to 65 and then retire and enjoy life. Um, and then enjoy life. Exactly. I know. Right. Yeah. Let me he, wait till I'm 65 to have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. And there are so many people there that is. look at it that way and it's just awful. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So I started, all right, well then uh, I'll work just till age 62. And then I was like, no, how about if I work to age 60? And then <laughs> I just Wait, how old am I today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at 15 and a half, mm. I said, bye. And I left Cooking America and I haven't looked back and it's been marvelous. Oh, yeah. I just got full body chills. <laughs> I I love that. And you know, I don't I mean, I'm not the biggest proponent of people just like jumping off and not having any kind of a plan, although that can also happen, of course. That's exactly sure. what I did when I quit my job. But I wouldn't recommend that for others. But now your health, the thing is, right, the, the, the stress indicators, which are, you said, why didn't I recognize this sooner? Or why didn't I do this? But you know, it's, I don't believe that we're meant to, I really don't. Because if we don't, if we haven't recognized something, it's because we weren't supposed to, and it wasn't our time yet, until it's our time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, there's a knock on the door, or there is a tap on your shoulder, your body's saying, uh, hello. And for you now to have like shortness of breath and going to the emergency room and being, uh, yeah, something's wrong. I don't feel right. They're like, yeah, you've got, you're going into heart failure. I mean, this, that's, you were, were you then 55? Uh, yeah, I was, I have to do math. Are you going to do math? I know. It's hard. Forget it. That's high math for us. <laughs> I, I wasn't oh, even 55 yet. No, <laughs> no. And, uh, and you got a wake up call. You were given a wake up and think about how many people do not get that mm -hmm. wake up call. Uh, they yeah. just wake up dead. So going back, you said something very important. And I was lucky enough to be a part of your life back then when you did fight breast cancer and beat breast cancer. Thanks. Did. Thanks, God. Yes. Um, and then I didn't realize that you'd had this heart problem. I didn't even know. You didn't post about it on Facebook where I get all my news. So <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I'm supposed to know everything. <laughs> so now as a woman that has just turned 60 and you've taken control of your life, you and Michael have worked together to make this plan even possible for you, for you both to have this beautiful life, because it is not just only for one person, of course, right? right. God does not put one person together. I mean, two people together to help one. So you guys are now living your your best and most beautiful life, which you are living a beautiful life wherever you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters who you are and who you're with. So today then, do you have like any tips or counsel 
for anyone that may still be in this kind of like the the wheel of oh my god i just got i just got to get through this i'm just going to just give me a couple more years because then i'll have enough money saved and then i can then i can enjoy my life or enjoy my life and my health and my family whatever do you have any tips for anybody on what what you could say now looking backwards what you maybe would have liked to have done differently or recognized in yourself when it was happening? I think the biggest thing that I can say to people is have courage. Mm. Uh, I was not courageous for a lot of my career or a lot of my life. Um, I was living a fear-based life mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of baggage that would take, you know, eons to unpack, but <laughs> I, I've learned a lot about myself and I know that Good. that is the case for me. Good. And once I started learning that the best way for me to move forward is to have courage to say yes to a new experience, to mm -hmm. make a plan. And the other thing I'll say is, Everyone thinks they have to have a fully formed plan and, you know, they spend way too much time just like crossing every T and dotting every I. Yes, you have to have some sort of plan, but um, little tiny baby steps are okay. It's all right if today you say, today I'm recognizing that I'm not in a good place. Today yeah. I'm recognizing I'm unhappy. I don't know why yet, but at least I know mm. that. That's mm. one baby step forward, mm. just the recognition. And every tiny baby step you make after that towards some sort of rev resolution or change and having the courage to follow that, I think that's a wonderful thing. And it, it certainly helped me. And even today, um, even since moving here, I've been trying to be more courageous as as i mentioned yeah. to you when you asked yes. me to be on the podcast i'm like yes. normally i would say no but i'm gonna make myself say yes <laughs> which i'm so glad that you did because then you're saying yes to yourself yeah yeah that's that's, yeah, that's, that's yes now <laughs> good see i was so happy because when i sent the request to you i'm like maybe she hasn't read it I'm like well maybe she's not interested and then you finally answered you're like okay you know what i've been thinking about this and when I stopped doing the work that I was doing, I said I would say more yeses. Yeah. And you know, that is that's a bold mama right there. That's bold move. And I love me a bold lady because <laughs> when we do, you know, it's um my last my word for last year was surrender. And I've spent most of my life trying to fix, manage, and control absolutely every single situation, every single person around me, predominantly everybody else, not looking at myself too much. <laughs> now I have done so much work around that. And so the, the point of us understanding ourselves and our own bodies and our own cues when our, because our bodies talk to us, the body, our body is telling us constantly what we need to know. And whether we choose to listen in or not, that is that is up to us. Now, you having the the wherewithal to go to the doctor or to the hospital, thankfully, to say something isn't right. You could have pushed that away, be like, oh, you know, it's just fine. I have a cold or whatever. Um, now, paying attention to ourselves and our own wants and our own needs first. Yeah. And mm -hmm. this being uh, bold and courageous and listening and taking one step and doing one thing a day or a moment or speaking up for ourselves or saying if we don't like something or, um, I mean, that's, 
that takes uh, from for somebody like me as a, hopefully a retired people pleaser. <laughs> that is that is something that I'm working on every single day. You said when you you feel in your career, did you not? You didn't feel like you were as bold as you wanted to be. No, I I, I did because I would have raised my hand sooner to mm. say I I'm unhappy. I need a change. Can you? Because a lot of times companies and employers will yes. try yeah. to to help you, but they don't know if you don't speak up. Exactly. So if I would have said, I really need some new learning experiences, I need to learn a new skill because that's what fills me is mm -hmm. learning, yep. then I'm sure they would have accommodated and given me a new challenge mm -hmm. and that would have helped me. Um, so I think um, learning to ask or speak up uh, is an important thing and it, and it can help you in a lot of different aspects of your life, not just in your career, but at home. I mean, mm -hmm. we all know. You know, our spouses, uh, our partners in life are not mind readers. No, so and nobody's important. a mind reader. I mean, maybe, no. maybe there are mind readers, but if we have a need, we have to say what the need is. That's our job. Yes, we exactly. Must so I'm getting for ourselves. I'm still not an expert, but I'm getting better at it. Good, good. And you know, it's never too late. And that's the beautiful message is, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Terry Cole. She is on Instagram and she wrote a book called Boundary Boss, which literally changed my life when I read this book called Boundary Boss. And um, and that's what she says is this is new languaging for us to understand. And it is possible to change. It is absolutely. And so me, me at 55 and you at 60, it's like uh, I'm getting better and better every day because I'm understanding myself better and understanding myself more. And the more that I understand myself, then I can show up as myself, a true version of myself in the world. And now you live in a Margaritaville in South Carolina <laughs> in paradise with the man of your dreams. And okay, we have to talk about your volunteer work because I just, I think it's so stunningly beautiful. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> once I moved here and I was out of the rat race, um, yes. you know, I had a lot of time on my hands and I like to learn new things. Mm -hmm. And I found out about a local a volunteer group that um, helps take care of the sea turtles around this mm -hmm. coastal area. So I joined a volunteer group and one day a week I would uh, get up at uh, 5 a.m. and drive to the ocean and walk the beaches looking for uh, turtle nests. And um, there's a whole research uh, around it. So the, the state uh, department has of nat natural resources has a program and um, volunteers take care of the turtles. They look for the nest, they tag them, they put cages over them to keep the predators out. Oh. If they're uh, laid too low in the tidal pool, they move the nest. So I actually okay. got to move turtle eggs, which was so exciting and thrilling. Wow. And, um, and we're just helping that species thrive. And I've learned so much and I love it. Yeah. And I've been educating a lot of my community um, through my posts on Facebook. And um, people are learning a lot with me. And I just, I love it. It's so I'm looking forward to the next season already. I can't wait. <laughs> well, when is the season? When, when is the high season? In May. It'll okay. start in May. <laughs> and it lasts for how long? Uh, through October. Okay, so May to October. October. Now, what happens then when they make their move into the ocean? Do, do these animals come and take them to, to kill them? 
like any like birds coming? I mean, like when the babies are going. Oh, into the babies! The water. Oh, yeah. yeah, babies. Only about one in um, a thousand uh, babies will make it to adulthood. It, the numbers are just astonishing. So yeah. that's why it's so important to take care of the well, nests yeah. and watch out for them. So yeah, the, as they're going from the nest to the sand, the birds you know will swoop down. And once yes. they're in the ocean, just about every living creature will want to have a yeah. snack on a baby turtle. So oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, we can't do a whole lot from that point, but we can no. at least uh, make sure that the nests don't get dug up because uh, especially at the beach that I work on, it's in a very remote um, part of the beach and mm -hmm. there are um, all kinds of animals that roam the beaches and will dig up nests. Yeah, that want to get, get some supper. Mm. Yes. Well, I just think that is so nice. And I looked at your Facebook page and I saw how the, the nests look and how you set up the whole thing around it. And I knew it had to be early because <laughs> you said that there was a sunrise. Now, um, we'll do the show notes afterwards and you'll see. I mean, maybe there's a way that people can help support or just to learn more about the sea turtles and maybe anybody that lives on, on the oceans. Maybe they can help out with the same kind of movements or also. I don't know really much about it. Yeah, I will um, send over a website. I'm, I don't want to get the URL wrong. I think it's seaturtle.org, but I'll double check it. Okay, yeah. The show notes. And, but there is one that you can learn a ton. You can actually track a single turtle and it's because some of them are tagged. So you can see where they go in the world. And, wow, uh, that would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, you can learn a ton. It's, it's really fun and it's a great way to support too. Oh, I would, I would love to follow. I want to have, I want to adopt a turtle. <laughs> uh, you can do that. Can you? Oh my yeah. God, that's my next thing. <laughs> Thomas is going to be like, oh my goodness. Now she wants to adopt turtles. Okay. Okay. Well, my goodness, Lisa, thank you so much. You have been such an inspiration to me for so long. You've always had the biggest smile on your face and you bring light into the world. You are light in the world. And I thank you for choosing yourself first to love yourself first and most and then feeding the world from there yeah serving the world from there is there any last minute things or thoughts on your mind that you want to say you know there is a quote it's a anonymous i wish i could attribute it but i've always known it to be anonymous but i have had this posted in every office and cube and wall that i've ever lived in and it's very simple. It says, if your ship doesn't come in, swim out to it. And I, mm -hmm. that resonates with me. It has for decades. I think it's a good thought to put in people's minds because if you're just sitting still, um, your, your life is not going to change or mm -hmm. it's not going to improve magically. And you just need to make that first little stroke and, um, and mm -hmm. swim, swim after what you want. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, it is, right? Nobody's going to come and save you. We have to, we have to help ourselves. We yes. have to help ourselves first. Yeah, that is excellent. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time today. And I please give my love to Michael. Take good care of yourselves. And maybe we can have you back. Maybe next year you want to come back on. <laughs> sure. I'll come back on and talk to you anytime. You oh, I would love that. I would love that. Oh, thank you so much. You take good care of yourself, Lisa. Thanks for being on here today. You're Take welcome. Care. Thanks Thank for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend.
I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.